Hey friends, are you craving connection on a deeper level with high caliber women? Well, I've got the perfect evening for you. If you live in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis, St. Paul, or want to visit, I invite you to join me for an intimate evening of rich conversation, fabulous food, and new connections. Just send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com with the subject line, invite me to dinner, and I'll make sure to put you on the list to get all the information. This is happening early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode eight of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one where you flip procrastination on its head. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hey, friends. Welcome to episode eight. How are you doing this week? Me? I am my fabulous self. Thanks so much for asking. Can you even believe it's already April? Can I just say, thank God for that, right? We're that much closer to spring, warm weather, open windows, birds chirping. It is my favorite time of year for sure, because everything that was sleeping comes alive. Don't you just love that bright green color that surrounds you this month? You know, my backyard is heavily wooded and I love watching those tiny green buds just grow day by day by day. And I try really hard to pay attention every day, but it always happens where I look outside and it feels like it all just popped at once. It's so magical, right? It really renews my faith when that bland gray landscape just bursts into bright greens. I mean, even the bark looks better on the trees, doesn't it? So before we get started, I want to give a shout out to one of my listeners. Her name is Kathy, and she gave this podcast a five-star rating. Thank you very much. And here's what she had to say. First, I adore the clear, concise focus and small time chunks. Nothing drives me away faster than a long, meandering, winding topic. Sister, just don't have time for that. LOL. (laughs) I dove in with meet your derailers just because I was curious what those were. And I could absolutely recognize myself in all four at different points in my life. The biggest two would be prover and procrastinator. I love your tip of who will be helped. Definitely giving that one a try next time my inner procrastinator wants to take over. You're a gem. Kathy, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. I think you are a gem, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time to rate and review because you know what? It helps me with my mission to help as many high-achieving women as possible get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real them unapologetically. So thank you for doing that. All right, my friends, my listeners, here's today's topic. Ready? Procrastination. Yes. Oh, I can hear your groans just as I say this. And I totally get it, right? It can be such a heavy weight to bear. I've shared on earlier episodes and in a lot of my writing that I'm a card carrying procrastinator myself. And yes, full disclosure, I procrastinated a little bit on creating this podcast on procrastination. (laughs) So, right, a little ironic, right? But you got to have a sense of humor about how your brain works. And I certainly do with mine because my brain is a hoot. 
I love a good definition of a word, right? So I wanted to know about procrastination, what the definition was. So of course, who did I ask? The Google. So I looked it up and here we go. Procrastination, the action of delaying or postponing something. Okay. That seems pretty benign to me. So I dug a little deeper. Here's another one. To put off intentionally and habitually. Now we're getting somewhere. Notice though, that neither of those definitions held any real dramatic flair, right? They're both pretty straightforward. So how come when we procrastinate a project, we feel like shit? Because we make it mean something negative about ourselves. We make it mean that we have some flaw in our character, that we're innately bad at whatever it is we're trying to accomplish, that there's something wrong with us, that we're lazy or we're going to fail. I mean, we just go on and on and on, right? So how did we get from a pretty bland definition to all this drama? Our human brains. As you can tell from the definition, procrastination isn't really a bad thing. It's an action taken that delays something or postpones something and it's done on purpose. Okay. So how could that be a good thing? I mean, what if procrastination was a good thing? What if you're scheduled to have surgery and you get a virus and your surgery gets postponed? Okay. Your doctor made the intentional decision to delay it so you can rid yourself of that infection, therefore creating a safer environment for a successful surgery. I mean, it makes complete sense, right? I mean, you wouldn't dream of yelling at your doctor and and saying to her, how could you do that? Why are you procrastinating on my surgery? You knew the date was fast approaching. You're just being lazy. Why aren't you prepared for this? I mean, (laughs) it just sounds so silly, right? And it would never occur to you to say that. So why do we make it out to be such a bad thing? So first, our society says it's bad. (laughs) You never hear someone being praised for being a procrastinator. I mean, there isn't a gold medal awarded to the person who took the longest to complete a task, right? And believe you me, if there was, I'd have more than Michael Phelps. Then there's the guilt we feel that we aren't getting things done. It's not enough that we've put off the things to the last minute, right? When we do that, we mentally berate ourselves for losing precious time and for our irrational behavior. We know better, so we should do better. And there we go, shooting all over ourselves again. The project could be big, or we could be accumulating a lot of little unfinished jobs. In procrastination, size really doesn't matter. And guilt is never motivating. Have you noticed that? You can't guilt your way to completion. It's not what drives taking action, and it only makes you feel offer and the process just horrible. If we want a different result, we got to start thinking differently. That's where everything rests with our thinking. And procrastination is just habitual behavior based on habitual thinking that doesn't serve you. That's all it is. So you have things that happen in your life that are called circumstances and you have thoughts about them. And those thoughts are just sentences in your head. And those sentences create a feeling. Now, that feeling is a vibration in your body. So when you feel sad, there is a vibration in your body. When you're nervous, there is a vibration in your body. When you're happy, there is a different one. Those are all feelings in your body. 
and feelings drive our actions, how we show up in the world. So when you're feeling guilty, for example, you're not going to be proactive and dive into work, right? You're going to go look for any other way to distract yourself from feeling uncomfortable. So you load the dishwasher or you throw in a load of laundry if you're working remotely, or you don't prioritize your large list of things to accomplish and pick the ones that you don't need to do immediately. When you do that, you fool yourself into thinking that you're getting a lot of things done. When in reality, you're avoiding what has to be done because your brain has thoughts that it's going to be hard or it's going to take a long time or you don't know how, or it has to be perfect. And all that second guessing, all those actions, what you do, and quite honestly, what you don't do, give you the result that you get. And you stay in this loop over and over and over again. You know you do it, but you really don't think that it's that bad. Your brain's going to convince you that it's really not that bad. It sure feels crappy. But after you finally get the things done, you can let go and breathe again until it comes around again. But what procrastination really does is delay your dreams. It delays what your soul desires. And I invite you to look at it from that viewpoint. So whenever you hear yourself saying, I don't feel like it, or as I like to call my inner toddler brain says, I don't wanna, that's when you know to be on high alert. That's the red flag you need to see to make that shift in your thinking. I don't feel like it isn't a legit reason for not doing something. I'm sorry, but we're adults and we don't get to act like toddlers, even though (laughs) I know you see a lot in your workspace and I do too in my business. Can you imagine the CEO of your company saying that in a meeting with with the board or her executive team? Yeah, I know I should fire our CFO for embezzlement, but I don't feel like it. I mean, it's just never would happen, right? So I offer you this. Growth most often doesn't feel good, does it? When you're evolving into the next version of you, it's going to be uncomfortable a lot of the time. Just when your brain starts to serve up thoughts of not wanting to or not being ready or worries of failure, that's when you know you have to move forward. If you allow your primitive brain to run the show, You will always seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's how we're built. And that's going to hold you back from getting to that next level, to reaching your dreams. Another part, and this is a big part, is that perfectionism often rides shotgun with procrastination. And perfection is all about being scared, scared of being judged. So if you don't complete something, you can't be judged on it, right? I mean, you just procrastinate, you just wait and you're just delaying. You're delaying it temporarily because you think it prevents the judgment. Delaying it pretends to give you time to perfect it, but you don't escape the judgment, do you? Because you judge yourself so harshly. So how do you stop doing this to yourself? It starts with noticing when you're starting the slide into your toddler brain of, I don't want to. No, that's not you at your highest self. And you want to be operating from your highest self. So here's an idea I heard from my mentor and it works for me beautifully. And I invite you to just listen, right? So when you have a project, let's say like it's due in three months or something, right? 
you decide to get 80% of it done right away. This is so different than the usual, right? Instead of thinking, hey, I've got three months to complete this. Isn't that great? That's plenty of time, which is your old way that you've approached things, right? Try telling yourself, I'm going to get 80% of this done in the next two weeks, which puts you in charge of the pressure, right? So instead of waiting until two weeks prior to feel that pressure, you give yourself two weeks now and put the pressure on yourself. You don't worry about getting it perfect because you know you'll have weeks to revise it if necessary, right? You get to control the amount of pressure you feel. It's completely different. And I think it's brilliant, if I'm being honest. Working fast leaves no room for perfection or delays. Working fast also removes stress because it requires steady and relaxed focus that keeps moving forward. Now, I know you, and you might be saying, you think to yourself, hey, hey, Barbara, I know myself, I work best under pressure. And to that, I want to offer, do you really? Or is it that you're just used to working that way? You're used to that stressed out, heightened cortisol raising pressure. This is why you think you do better when you wait until the last minute, because you don't have time to be distracted. You don't give yourself that option. So you're able to work more productively. What I'm suggesting is that you learn the skill of doing that ahead of time as fast as possible. So you schedule chunks of time and you say, okay, I have to get this done within this time. Now it doesn't have to be done perfectly, which is another thing but it does have to be done. So I want you to start thinking in terms of B minus work rather than trying to hit that A plus right off the bat. And I know your brain is freaking out right now because I even suggested that you do less than perfect work. I get it. I want you to just take a deep breath. It's all okay. (laughs) I get it because, hey, I've got that good student mindset too. I always went for the A pluses. But you work within that time frame and you commit to it being complete, right? What a concept. It's the same exact amount of work and time, but the result is so very different. The feeling fueling it is not guilt or shame or dread. And notice the difference in your thinking. When you procrastinate, you spend the first half of the time worrying, right? So say you have a project, you've got a month to do it. You spend the first two weeks thinking about doing it and the fact that you're not doing it and why aren't you doing it and berating yourself. And this causes all kinds of stress that is so unnecessary. It's just hanging over you and it burns up priceless energy. Instead of having all that anticipation and all that stress and then doing it the last two weeks, just flip it around, flip it on its head. When you work under pressure first, then you skip that whole drama part. You get the work done ahead of time. And then if you want to spend the rest of the time refining, fine, do that. You have to be your own accountability partner. This requires you to have your adult brain engaged, right? You have to have power over yourself and your brain. You are the one. Once you get a hold of it, and once you start working like this, It's so much more fun and enjoyable. Think about this, my friends. Think about when you get something done ahead of schedule. Think about when you complete something, how great that feels. You still have time and you're like, 
hey, here it is. It's done a few weeks early versus waiting until you're rushing in the last minute. And you can institute this concept on other things on a smaller scale, okay? When you have somewhere to be and you procrastinate leaving the house, then you're all hyped out, right? You're rushing to get there. You're flying in the car. You probably forgot a few things. And then you're apologizing for being late. It's so much better to arrive 10 minutes early and then you can just hang out in your car. Or if you leave 10 minutes early and you hit a little bit of traffic, it's not a big deal, right? You're still going to arrive on time. You're still going to be calm and you didn't add any extra stress. We burn up so much of our time and so much of our precious energy worrying and creating mind drama because we are mismanaging our time by procrastinating. I really encourage you to learn how to do it backwards. Flip it on its head. Get that first 80% done, B minus work ahead of time. Then spend the rest of the time enjoying the fact that it's done and do your tweaks, refine it, and make sure it's completely done early so you can enjoy the integrity, you can enjoy the experience, and you can enjoy the self-pride that comes from that. Oh, so good, right? All right, my friends, go forth and do B minus work. <laughs> All right, until next time, remember, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon. Thank you.